1: This episode is brought to you by Cox Home
0: Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome.
1: Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, 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 this is Polly Campbell, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. You know, science tells us that when we are living a meaningful life, one where we feel like we're making a difference, we are not only happier and healthier, but we're also more productive and motivated. And I think it's a whole lot more interesting. I don't think creating a meaningful life necessarily makes a happy life. Sometimes we face deep challenges and we learn things that are hard to live with, but then we can take that information and create something better. We can be part of the solution. And when we do look for meaning, we are infused with curiosity and energy, vitality, and that creates a sustainable cycle that allows us to make a positive impact, not only in our lives, but in the world you know we've talked about this before i write about it in my newest book you recharge which is now available at your favorite bookstore but today we're going deep with mark angelo coppola co-founder of vahala co-op farms and the superhero academy and the host of the superhero academy podcast welcome mark
0: thank you so much for having me
1: well i love your ideas the energy you bring to your own show and your work and i think this this idea is a really interesting one. This idea that we can create a movement, right? One person can make a change that leads to something bigger. Take mm-hmm. us through your backstory a minute. How, how did you come to this work and this notion?
0: You know, my backstory, uh, I mean, it, it depends where, where you want to start, right? I was born. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the beginning.
0: Uh, yeah, so I'm born, um, I'm, I'm here and, and, and born and raised in Montreal, Quebec, which is where I'm, I'm still based out of. And for a long time, I was kind of learning about the world through school, right? I, like anyone else, went to school and learned about all the things that I can do and all the questions that I can answer when I was a kid of what do you want to be when you grow up? And the answer I used to say when I was really, really young was I wanted to be Batman. Uh, But the answer over time ended up being (laughs) something more around the lines of what my parents wanted me to do, right? Uh, Be an accountant or be a lawyer or be a doctor or whatever it was. And so I went through the education system and I basically realized that as I was going through it, every level I would go through, I would, I was always like, is this really it? Like, is this where, is this where Mm. we're going to learn like the, you know, the thing or I'm going to find my passion and and kind of build, you know, the the lifestyle and the life that I want to have. And at the exact same time, I kind of got exposed to an alternative reality. And that alternative reality started with entrepreneurship. I was an entrepreneur uh, as I was going through university, basically full-time working for myself and running my own business. And Uh, with a couple of partners and at the exact same time I was going to school full-time and so I started to see an enormous amount of contrast between those two worlds like the real world street smarts and then kind of the book world theory world uh, book smarts and so I, I kind of started to dissociate with more and more of the narrative that I was seeing there. And at the same time, I decided I was going to watch a documentary a week, every single week for 52 weeks straight. Cause I didn't want schooling together went in the way of my education any longer. And so I start self-educating. I start picking, okay, this is what I'm going to learn. These are the skills I'm going to take on. These are the pieces of information I'm going to start to absorb. And a lot of what I learned about was that there was, you know, a very huge narrative problem. I mean, I was studying everything from the vanishing of the bees to peak oil to climate change to where money comes from. I mean, you name it, I was going down those rabbit holes. And, and that rabbit hole kind of ended up lasting for eight and a half years. I ended up watching documentaries, TED Talks, uh, audio books. I, I kind of, you know, expanded over time. But, every, you know, for eight and a half years, I basically recognized this one core pattern that almost every one of these stories and documentaries was talking about a problem, a very little we're bringing forward a solution. And so they were spending 95% of their time just sounding the alarm. And uh, I just realized that I could do something um, meaningful in my life and I can basically start a movement by just picking a direction, making a decision and walking down that path and recognizing that I'm just gonna get to the other side no matter what the other side even means right so I didn't necessarily have a very specific destination but I knew that I had to kind of change my reality and so I walked out into the middle of a GMO corn and soya field planted a tree and declared that I would have built the school I wish I could have gone to both physically and digitally and the community I wish I could have grew up in both physically and digitally and so as you said in my intro Valhalla is that physical community it's a physical farm with 88 acres um, just outside of downtown Montreal 20 minutes away um, it's bordering suburbia literally so people's You know, beautiful (laughs) suburban homes, their backyard is our farm. Um, And our goal is to turn that into a 150 person community, right? Thriving eco village, like intentional community that's off grid in some ways, but on grid in other ways and is designed to kind of bring forward the talents of everyday people. And so we call that freedom culture, which is to empower and encourage all individuals to spread their unique gifts to the world, right? It's essentially to empower people in their passions and to make a career out of that. Um, But then how do you do that? Right? How do you do that not only physically, right, Pro- producing your own food and using well water, kind of you know, being connected to Mother Nature and to where things come from and how things are made and how things work uh, when it comes to physical community? Well, the other half of that equation is then you have, to, you have to kind of help people understand the skills of the 21st century. And that's where Superhero Academy comes in. And, and really, Superhero Academy started as a podcast of me exploring people who were just way smarter than me, uh, at all things community building all things farming all things uh, decision making all things conflict resolution all things aquaculture or permaculture or regenerative agriculture or whatever it was right and so I just wanted to interview um, and speak to really selfishly uh, some of the most interesting people and what i've learned over this journey is that you know i, I had a, a, a you know a marketing background and ran some marketing agencies and did a lot of storytelling myself that's kind of part of the role that I play beyond the entrepreneurial managerial type of role in, in many of th- these communities and scenarios that I find myself in. One of the core things that I started to recognize is that I really understood the talent and the superpowers of other people. Um, and that was one of my superpowers. And that all I needed to do was communicate that superpower and communicate it again in that same direction and continuously build and make long-term decisions both with the farm and the online school right so both with like not trying to build just a funnel that makes a ton of money uh with the online school but also focusing on building brand that that is the kind of thing that you build over years uh same with the farm I mean it was a former GMO corn and soy field it was gonna take 10 years before we were gonna make this really productive in the first place and this is the beginning of our ninth season and we're there now but man it was it was a journey right so I I came across this idea that essentially the ROI of return on investment and that's kind of the lifeblood of what it is to be an entrepreneur is essentially to invest time, energy, money into creating value for others um, and getting a return on that value so that you can hire yourself and others and kind of keep the business going. That, that ROI is you know, something I definitely understood and learned a little bit about, but that the other ROI, uh, which I call ripple of impact, well, that's something that we don't necessarily measure in the same way right? Where's mm-hmm. the ripple of impact of me planting that tree nine years ago? And how many people have come to the farm? And how many people have been impacted by my podcast and by all the things that I've done? And also that the community around me has done me even more importantly, that has led to something that I could not have created
1: on my own. Don't you think that's where we get lost? I'm, you know, you you mentioned educating yourself and all these documentaries and books. And and we are prone to focus on the problem and i think that can get us stuck it can leave us feeling overwhelmed and helpless and like we have to take care of ourselves to protect us ourselves and our families from all this problem in the world and we feel like we can't be part of the solution but Really, it takes planting a tree, right? It takes a notion of just trusting that if I take one step and I become part of the solution, and create that solution, that I don't have to know where it's going to end up 10 years from now. I just have to work on making the ripple of impact today and the next day and the next day. And it's going to turn into something that we can totally learn about or manage or access resources for. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Just like any journey, you figure it out as you go. Right. And, and so for me, I, I experienced part of that when I went and traveled the world, when I literally went to, you know, Australia or China or Europe and I was backpacking on my own. I mean, you just kind of invent the journey as you go. Right. Like, yes, you have some destinations. Yes, you want to go see the Eiffel Tower or whatever it is. But but at the same time, you kind of figure your way through all of these situations. And so I think just here's the, here's the thing that I think really plagues our society today. We just are we are taught and bred to be short term thinkers. Even in our education system, what we are taught to do is memorize the information, spew it out and and regurgitate it out onto a test, and completely forget everything about it afterwards. Mm -hmm. You're not really learning anything. What we are doing is effectively testing well. Right. Great. So we're testing stress. We're testing your ability to kind of absorb information, stress, dump it out onto something. But did we test whether or not you actually retain that information, whether that information is now impactful or you combine that information with other information that you learned in a different field and now made innovation? Right. So what we're what we're plagued by is this short term feedback loop where almost everyone who's building a business is building a business from a short term perspective. And our incentives and our system of incentives and our system of tracking those incentives is very short-term focused, right? Like most companies are, are, you know, are judged based on their Q1, Q2, you know, their quarterly results essentially, right? Well, what happens if you were in, you know, like Amazon, for example, who, you know, hate them or love them, did years and years and years of saying, look, we're not looking to be profitable right now. We're looking to grow. We're looking to be the kings of the e-commerce space, right? Um, And, and they did that effectively, right, by not having a very myopic kind of short term view, and instead, taking a longer term approach to all things that they were creating and doing. And I think that the true winners of our world do that, right, I think the true winners of our world, find a way to understand where the where the direction of the world is going, and they make those moves well ahead of time. Um, And, as long as they have patience and as long as they're capable of understanding kind of the flow and the ebbs and flows of all of this. And also, you know, I understand paying their short-term bills and finding ways to kind of hustle through the kind of the short-term of what it takes to build long-term, then you're going to see huge payoff. And that's exactly what I'm experiencing in my life. That's what I think our community is experiencing at at the farm. Um, And it's just a a beautiful ripple of impact that I could have never imagined or never created on my own with a short time span. Um, and, and that's not just like talking about, you know, we planted a tree and it's going to take 10 years to to grow that tree. You know, that's one thing, but it's really the impact and the depth and the trust that we have, the, the kind of the value that we've been able to create over years of transforming ourselves and the soil and the world around us. Um, and, and that impact is is way greater and is going to create way by the, by the way, is going to scale the ROI re- return on investment significantly further than it ever would have been if I was
1: operating this as a traditional mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time during this last nine or 10 years where you're like, this is crazy? This isn't working. I have no momentum. I don't know what to do next. and And when you hit those bumps, how do you keep believing in, in this story? Because you you and I, I, I do the same. I really believe that the stories we tell create outcomes for our lives, right? And and create a process that either sustains us or, or hurts us, holds us back. So how did you uh, adjust your story or adapt your story or change your story as you learned more about where you were going? And what did you do to get through some of the hardships and frustrations?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the way I see it is that a story is a story because it's constantly being told. Right. There's always this kind of layers and layers and layers of that story. And as the story shifted and changed in the timeline of reality, but also inside of my own um, heart and mind, um, I adopted elements of that story or kind of put forward certain elements of that story as it evolved. Naturally, In the same way that I tell my own story of like what my career is or what I do, well, I, I don't say the same story I used to be saying a few years ago, right? I'm, I'm saying a very new story. And that new story has kind of different impact and it lands differently um, as time progresses. So I think the story piece evolves on on its own naturally. And we kind of know how to tell stories. But if you really study how to tell a story and you really understand how story connects to brand, I think that's where um, you could build a very powerful, long-term brand. You can really build a reputation um, in a very different way. And because nobody remembers the funnel or the Facebook ad that they saw of some random brand, some random thing that they were trying to be sold, right? They, don't, they just don't remember that. But what they do remember is brands or ideas or organizations that make a difference. We, we do have certain things. There are certain brands that hit us in a very different way. And the imagery and the work that they do, and how much they value telling the story, um, is directly correlated with that. And so, for me, I think it's always been an evolution in what I'm doing. Um, you know, it, it's just natural progression of what I'm doing. The other thing is that once you're so far down the rabbit hole, it's almost like more work to to get out of the rabbit hole than it would be to keep going. Hmm. Um, you know, there's definitely been moments and times, many times, I, I would even say years or seasons of the farm. Uh, where I definitely felt like, I don't know if I can keep continue. You know, I don't know if I really want to continue doing this. I don't know if I really want to be here uh, rather than just traveling the world and kind of, you know, finding my freedom in another way. Cause I had found my passion. I found a way to monetize my skills. I found a way to kind of like be free for myself, but that wasn't the journey that I started. I started with the idea of building the school. I wish I could have gone to physically and digitally and the community I wish I could have grew up in. And so, I think part of how I've continued is because I'm stubborn. You know, there's you know, I'd love to give you a better answer, but part of it is is stubbornness. But I think the other answer is dedication. I found within me dedication and ways and small feedback loops that allow me to know that I am on the right path. And that dedication looks like, you know, the small person the person who stops by and buys eggs at our farm every week and who's so excited about it and then brings their kids and their kids get to play with the chickens it's that little feeling that you have in those little moments, um, that make, you know, what you're doing is worth it. And then there's, you know, there's some big wins also, you know, there's definitely moments where like this weekend we're having a garden dance party and I'm expecting 50 people to show up and help us plant a bunch of fruit trees, which would have taken me what an entire weekend to maybe do with one or two other people. Now it's going to be done in like an hour or two, you know? So there's, there's, And then we get to dance and play and do a bonfire and do all the other things, you know. So there's something very rewarding about this work. Um, And it's just very different than what most people are doing with their time and energy today.
1: Yeah. And I love I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm I'm equally stubborn, but I think for me, it starts with the dedication to an idea, to a belief, to a community, to myself, all of these things. I mean, there's so many elements to this. But then you get the small wins along the way, like like the family who comes and buys eggs from the farm, right? Or, or the chapter that somebody writes to me about, or whatever it is. And I think it's okay to be curious. I never wanted to end up sitting on the sidelines wondering, oh, it would have been interesting to see how that went. <laughs> you know? I wonder what that would have been like. I wanted, even when I hit the biggest obstacles, there's a part of me that's like, huh. Oh, but it's still pretty curious. I'm curious about this. It's still pretty interesting. I wonder what. And that that gets me going again. I think we have to recognize we're all going to hit those moments, but then go deeper like you did and say, well, I am dedicated to this. And when you start from that place of dedication, you do see those small and big wins that create that momentum to lead us forward.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, I I, I see it as momentum is momentum is undervalued in the world of entrepreneurship in the world of projects in the world of you achieving your dreams and having that vision and that belief like look i am not doing this because it's cool i'm not doing this because it's a trend i'm doing this because it's my lifestyle and so for me the fear of not doing it is actually greater than the fear of doing Mm -hmm. it you know the the I don't know what else I would do if it weren't for the fact that I get to show up and do this. And it's just a great counterbalance. I mean, most, you know, half the days of the week, I'm I'm at a computer and working and doing podcasts and doing exactly what I'm doing right now, for example. Um, And then the other half of the week, I'm out on a farm and out in the sun and, and, you know, investing in my health um, and my community and in getting to know people and in laughing and in having a good time in a different way. And so they're both fun. I have a great time podcasting and i have a great time telling stories and i have a great time supporting others and telling stories and i also have a great time um you know shoveling dirt and planting fruit trees and finding ways to kind of expand the farm and invest further and further and further and so the the rewards of that and the momentum of that is what keeps and fuels me mm-hmm. um and then i just i just focus on putting one step ahead of like one small step ahead every day can i move the project forward one step ahead every single day.
1: Yeah, love that. That brings us to the Simply Start segment where each week we give our listeners a way that they can step into this practice or way to think about how to create their own ripple of impact. So Mark, do you have anything today, a very practical tip that if we are want to create our own ripple of impact, where do we start? Do we come up with the idea? Do we take notes? How do we start on this right now?
0: Yeah, I think the balance of Ripple of Impact is kind of an equation of two core facets. Number one is what is it that you want to create and do, right? What is it that you intend? Because I believe that through intentions, we are the architects of the universe, right? We get to intend something. I just invented at some point in my life when I started this farm that I was going to build a school I wish I could have gone to physically and digitally. Now, I wasn't able to communicate it that clearly as I am today, but I definitely knew what I was doing and why I was doing it, right? I definitely understood the direction of what I was going and the feeling I was going after and the intent that I had within it all. And so the intent is half the battle, right? Get clear, write out your, your thoughts, make a vision and make it specific, right? Like who's the hero of your story and what, what kind of hero do you want to be of this story and what villain are you fighting, right? I love to think about those in those contexts. And what's the end of the story? What's the story that you want to tell about at the end of this movie? That is your life, right? Um, And think about that. Think about elements of it. And now we get married to the outcome of it so much as the direction and the momentum of that with your intentions. And then the other half of the equation is with your attention, right? See, you can intend a bunch of stuff. I can intend an idea. I can intend to call you back. I can intend to do the podcast. I can intend to do what I'm supposed to do today, tomorrow, right? Um, Or I can put attention to it. And I believe that... You know, as much as I love to speak to people about their intentions, I really value and look to see if people's attention match their
1: Mm, intention. Important.
0: Okay, your attention is your time. If you aren't putting it in your calendar, if you aren't prioritizing it, if you aren't taking the time to put energy and effort into this direction that you intend every single day with some amount of momentum or at least in general, like with strong pushes on a very consistent basis, then you don't really intend it. You just had a nice idea. And that's the difference between those who make it and those who don't in the long-term game. Um, and I think we all find our own version of like, look, the long-term is coming regardless. So you might as well build towards the direction <laughs> of where you want to go. Um, and that's how I see it. And, and that's how it's playing out for me. And, and it's just, yeah, it's magic. It's, it's, it's beautiful in every way, honestly.
1: It it is magic, and I love what you said about attention because I think that step gets missed a lot. Like you can want a lot of things, and I can be very clear in my intention if I don't get up in the morning and get to work toward. That show my attention and focus to that thing. I'm going to go to bed in the same place I was when I woke up. And I, I don't want to do that. I, I think that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment on the show, which is some some message that I pull from the show or some item that I really love. And that that's it. I think it's Simply Nifty. Know the direction you want to go. And then... Invest some time in that, right? Give your attention to that. Now, don't judge what that is for you. Maybe your intention is to be the best parent you can be for the day. Maybe your intention is to build a sustainable business. Maybe your intention is to write a book anything worthwhile, anything that is going to help you create a meaningful life and one that leaves the rest of the world in better shape is going to require both your intention and your attention. Know what your intention is and get to work investing your time and energy toward that thing. Exactly. Exactly. Mark, what else do you have? This is great and we're about to wind it up, but you've got me thinking in so many different directions. I'm I would love to visit the phone. We're on we're opposite sides of the, of the Northern Hemisphere. But one yep. day I'd love to see where this goes for you. And um, what do you want people to know about how they can move forward? And you, you obviously believe one person can make a movement.
0: Yeah, I really do. I, 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 here's, here's the way I see it. A story makes a movement. Huh. So it's not so much that it's one person it's that one person gets to tell a story and that story gets to transmit itself from one person to the next person the next person the next person in fact that's what we call the news right the news <laughs> is the story that would just it transmitted itself and went viral over and over and over again because there's the news is happening every single day life is occurring around you all the time so there are movements out there all the time there are waves in the ocean that that uh, in the oceans that surfers surf every single day, but they don't create the wave, they ride the wave. So that momentum, that movement is already around you, but your ability to capture essence of that movement, turn it into a direction, turn it into a community, a brand, a a, a business, anything, right? If you can take that movement and surf that wave with it, then you are also creating that wave alongside it because you're building the momentum of that wave and of the of whatever it is that you're echoing out into the world via your own stories. So my stories echo a particular direction. They say a particular thing, they motivate a particular type of person potentially, but the, and they, you know, they speak volumes to some whereas they speak nothing to others. And that's okay. I'm not focused on building a movement for all people. I'm focused on building a movement for those who see Mm -hmm. the world the way I see the world in some way, shape or form. Um, And more, or better yet, who I see the world the way they see the world. You know, it's not about convincing people. Um, It's actually more about tapping into their latent, potent passion that is already there. And they're just looking for permission. They're looking for an invitation for a space to do this. And so there's so many people who wanted to create this kind of space here in Montreal and uh, at a farm. And I'm just one of the people who said, yeah, let's do it. And did that publicly and did that and opened the doors and my arms and my heart and my soul To that publicly and had the foresight of knowing how to make that a collective flag right a collective flag is a brand it's a it's a flag that we all get to fly and you know no one person owns the rainbow colored flag no one person owns the star spangled banner no one person owns the canadian maple leaf uh, or any of the different things that flags that you might find we all get to participate in those things and you get to participate based on whatever story you want to tell and that's an interesting movement that's happening and occurring around us all the time. So, what about if you built your own and are told your own, is maybe the better way of saying
1: it? Yeah. What if you start telling your own right now, today? work on that. Set your intention. What is your big idea? What do you want to be your ripple of impact? Set the intention, give attention to it and then surf the wave. I love that image, Mark. I have loved this conversation. Where can we learn more about the work you're doing at Valhalla and your podcast and all? Of it? Where can we find you?
0: You can find me on my podcast. Superhero Academy podcast this is a great place to go. I mean, if you were entertained by my stories here, then know that I go to the next level and tell all kinds of stories where I focus less on me but more on the world around me. You know, but I, I will say, and I, I always ask, you know, if you got to this point in the podcast, you clearly found value in it. You clearly found value in what I had to share, but also in what this host, what the show is about. Right? Like, so please hit that like, comment a question, anything you've got going, hit subscribe, leave a review. I mean, all of that helps grow these shows. Your attention and your intentions and your attention through your clicks actually support uh, creators. And so, you know, that's the best thing you can do
1: find me at polycampbell.com. pick up my book at your favorite bookstore it's called you recharge and yes please like subscribe to all of our shows pick up the books talk through these ideas with us this is how we learn and grow from each other and fly that collective flag when we create our own ripple of impact through the energy intention and attention we bring then i think we will all live well do good and be happy